my number one study hack for for SAT is to go and watch this one video. I'm actually gonna get you the the name of the person exactly the video you need to watch to improve your score by a hundred points by watching like literally it'll take you an hour and a half. The guy's name is. Do you need me to do something? Right. Do you need like some? I don't know what I can you do. Like, I need you to like punch a hole through your screen. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) 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 All right. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, guys? And welcome back to Teen Finance. Today, we are joined by a very special guest and an old friend, Iman. It's a great, great reunion. And we have a pretty solid episode planned for you today. Iman, is your last name Lashari? How do you pronounce it? Yeah, it's Moshari. Yeah. Moshari. Um, Moshari. I just have people call me man. You know, you can just call me man. Man? Man. I man. Yeah. I'm in. I am I'm man. man. It's like I'm, I'm the robot, man, but I'm oh, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a mon here, um, homie from middle school, who unfortunately we had a um, Maceo and I had a part ways with when we went to different high schools. Honestly, one of the Saturdays of my life. Um, the thing is, like everyone remembers Amon because he was such a person at New Brighton, such such a personality to have around. Um, yeah, man, the community isn't the same without you, man. We we miss you over at SoCal. Oh all God, all thank the, you so much. the people and stuff. I mean, wait, did hey. you did you go? You you didn't go to like elementary school with us and stuff, right? It was only like no, s- no. seventh grade is when you sixth. Yeah, seventh grade. Yeah, I came over yeah. seventh. But I loved it. I love being with you guys. You know, I wish wish I could have stayed longer, but maybe maybe you could. You know. What if maybe, I, what if I told can. you that that we could we could bring you over to SoCal? <laughs> oh, um, okay. <laughs> Nah, you should you should pull up. You know what you should do. This is actually what um what I want to do with like you you remember Benson right? Benson yeah. Young. Yeah, yeah. He went to PCS. Our plan we're gonna get him to like come. We're gonna say that he's seriously interested in transferring to Soka High just so he can shadow us for a day and mess around. And I think okay, you can do that. Really? Huh? Okay. Yeah, you can just as long as like they as long as they don't think you're just like lying completely you just have to like act like you're genuinely interested in transferring and give a good reason and then they're like sure you can shadow yeah i'll just say i'm afraid of life at aptos yeah exactly you can and <laughs> they're like oh yeah life. so <laughs> great come over um actually it shouldn't be that difficult cross district i don't think but no um, i don't think it is yeah um iman it's good to have a reunion with you we got an exciting episode um planned out this is kind of a little bit of a college episode because Iman here, a little bit of an expert at ex- getting accepted into certain programs and stuff like that. Uh, not, I'm going to flex for him. Iman recently just got accepted into Stanford's summer medical program and one at Johns Hopkins, right? Yep. So, yep. Thank you. Bro here has started multiple nonprofits. We had this episode with Morty. Um, I don't even know how many how many weeks ago was that? I'm gonna say like months at this point. No, it was months now. Yeah. Okay. Like it was months. months now. That's that's crazy. Um, where Morty was really talking about how if you want to get into these top schools, you need to do something special. And this is the episode where we're gonna give specific specific examples of that, basically, with our little role model role model here. I can't yep. even speak. Yep. It's too late, man. It's like <laughs> ten o'clock. I, I think I think it, there's actually like. I do better at 1 a.m. than I do at 10 o'clock when recording these pods. Iman thought it was late. He was like, he was texting me. He's like, I get home from from my game at like 
eight forty five. Is that is that too late for you guys? And I'm like, homie doesn't even know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I was like, you know what? These kids might actually be good. You know, they might be going to bed at nine. You know, I just want to be nice. Sleep. <laughs> that does not happen, dude. We're taking AP physics. Oh no! <laughs> all you had to say. That's all you had to say. Um. Yeah. Let's get into it. Um. Iman. I want to talk about you a little bit to start. You are a guest on the podcast. Let's t- tell us about the nonprofits that you started. We can start. Let's go in chronological order, starting from um, Victory Veggies was your first one, right? Yeah. So uh, Victory Veggies was a nonprofit that I didn't exactly start, but I maintained and pretty much led uh, for the duration of the nonprofit. Um, back during COVID, I had a neighbor and I reached out who was leading a nonprofit where uh, we would receive produce from the community and give it back to people who couldn't afford it. I reached out and I said, I want to contribute and take note because that's that's the first step in everything. Yes, sir. In everything college. And due to some circumstances, she had to leave and I took control of this nonprofit. We raised over 1500 pounds of produce for okay. families who couldn't afford it. And um, the nonprofit ended shortly in the summer of 2021, uh, just because it's a COVID-19 relief nonprofit. Yeah. Um, lately, though, and I'm excited uh, to tell you about this, I started a new nonprofit called uh, Bikes for All. Uh, essentially, Dude, you, mind. We, we, no, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to cut you off. We need to get you. You know Nate Perry. Do you bike with him still? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. We're gonna set something up soon. You guys need to link. Up. I'm telling you right now. You guys are. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like you guys are. You guys are made for each other. You're a dream couple, dude. I know, because like, <laughs> look at this. Right now, I'm about to lift something up. There's one bike. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> and then, give me a second here. There's another bike right there. <laughs> you I road bike? With my bike. Yeah, you. Okay, yeah, Nate only road bike. Bro does not mountain bike at all. But no, he has a gravel bike that he takes on mountain biking trails. <laughs> yeah, but Nate's yeah, a beast. Nate's a, he's a beast. It doesn't he, matter. He sends like he will send mountain biking if you ask him to. I guarantee it. <laughs> okay, sorry, I cut you off. Back to your your nonprofit. Where was I? Um, okay, bikes for all. Yeah. Um, so what I saw in the community was a a lack of. You know, transportation, I'm sure you guys have your licenses by now, right? Yeah, yeah. but I can agree that tra- the options suck in where we live. Like, It sucks. And especially yeah, with do. traffic in where we live, it's horrible. And um, I prefer to bike whenever I can. But I heard that people haven't been able to get access to bikes. And because I'm involved in the bike industry so much... I know that bike prices have skyrocketed. A bike that was $2,000 before COVID-19 is $4,000 now for the same parts. Yeah. So what are we supposed to do when people who are making minimum wage every month and want to just get a bike to commute to work because they can't afford a car and biking is their last option and they can't get a bike because it's too expensive. Biking should be made available to everyone. So I started this nonprofit with that in mind, and I, um, I got some ideas together, and eventually I created a plan. We would get bikes from the community, we, as in Bikes for All, we'd repair them, 
and then give them out to whoever needs it. Now, what makes the nonprofit special is the whole process because we use the community in order to get what we want. We need people to repair bikes and who better to do that than the community? Who better to do that than high schoolers? High schoolers who need community service hours. Yes, sir. When they need community service hours, they can come up to our organization and just ask for it. And they learn how to fix a bike and also help us fix bikes, help us diagnose, help us transport transport bikes to homes and storage them. And so that's essentially uh, my nonprofit. And it's four months going strong. I love it, Iman. And I, I think I, I love your formula for these nonprofits on making them Thank community you. driven and how I mean, because I see that similarity between Victory Veggies and Bikes for All, how it, it relies on the community to help the community. And I think using that just all together creates a stronger community in general. So you're really just like strengthening these relationships between people. I love it's it. It's all about community. Yeah. And hey, colleges love community. Exactly. That's <laughs> tip number one. Chapter one, community. Um, <laughs> community. Um, like, I get that um, the the inclination for all being like to take these steps towards getting everyone bikes because it really our transportation options, not just where we live, but in most of the United States, um, it's pretty rough after like traveling to different countries. And I mean, I guess like more places that just like actually have like robust public transportation it's a night and day difference with um with where we live so i love that you started this i also think that the motivate the the motivation for um high school students to want to join this to get the community service hours is a great like way to get them involved um because like i mean dude i need i need community service hours i need like four more or something so i think this is um, something that is going to work. You said you've had success already for the past four months. I think you're going to keep going yeah. strong. Yeah. Thank you very much. I think we will too. Let's say, I think you need to get on this too, bro. You need to go help me repair some bikes, dude. You, you yeah. right sell stuff. mountain bikes. <laughs> bit. Yeah. Well, I, I used to a lot. I'm get back out. Sell my you, bike mind, now, you need to get back out on the trails, dude. That's like sure a you sin bring me out there. to stop biking. Come on. You got to get, I know. Out. I know. <laughs> It just it got so expensive. I kept breaking. Now Maceo just drives his <laughs> car around everywhere, dude. What the heck? Right, <laughs> What's wrong with me? You polluter. <clears throat> he got rear-ended today, though. So I did. So while I his did. car is getting fixed, the bike. <laughs> I guess I'll be, be biking. Back out. That actually just happened today. Like, like, yeah, like five a couple hours, hours ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you guessed another high schooler? No, it was actually like a like a forty year old lady in a big truck, just like. Oh just you know hit me we're yeah, talking like about 10. this um it's very impressive maceo's about to get he's about to run his insurance so much oh no oh, oh yeah no. i'm getting yeah, everything fixed all of it is getting fixed all of his whole yeah. car is getting fixed right? nothing <laughs> nothing that was broken is staying broken dude fake lawyer.com about to clutch up that was that was one of the <laughs> best ideas we said i need so, i need solid good one right now fake lawyer bro um yeah so iman I'm very inspired by your nonprofit efforts. I want to help. I want to go fix bikes now, man. Uh, like, and I think that there are so many people in the, like, that just like have bikes from when they were like 10 laying around in their house. So um, it's, it, you're going to get it. I think you're going to 
continue to get a steady supply. Um, yeah, and what what you said is exactly what's happening, and it's how we're getting bikes. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, we're trying to integrate ourselves into the local government as well. So um, we have national parks around us. Yeah. And people tend to leave bikes surprisingly at these national b- parks. I believe. And so it. Um, this is actually where my whole idea started from. Uh, I had a friend, uh, someone I knew who was a national parks ranger. And they said that in a three month span, the parks would accumulate around 50 bikes. Mm-hmm. At the end of those three months, when those bikes go unclaimed, every single one of them is taken to the dump and recycled. And those are bikes that are good and can be yeah. used. It's really yes. like you're 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 in what in a different sense, you're like also doing something to counter overconsumption and just like take these bikes that are otherwise, I mean, like you said, they're just gonna end up in the landfill and not reusing them. It's not recycling. You reuse them, you make them better, and then you send them off to people who need them. Yeah. It seems like such an obvious thing to do, and I'm glad that you're doing it. Because now that now you say it, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think, you know, anybody who's listening to this can can also find something in their community that's missing, <clears throat> whether it be school supplies, you know, health supplies or things like that. When there's a need, there's a way you can find it. Because yeah. when there's a need for something, something is being produced for that need. And you so- can find a way to get it no matter what. That that's the first main point that we want to make. So this whole the theme of this episode, it's like the college episode. What just happened? <laughs> sorry, I'm like dying from my cough. Um, <laughs> college admissions just came out for the class of 2027, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Class of 2027. Of yeah. So this year is a bloodbath. It was actually pretty bad. Um, from like most of the people I know who got into top schools were recruited athletes. Besides that, I heard UC acceptance rates are like down a lot. Um, private schools, I don't even know if they're going to disclose that and, and if they are like when. Um, but basically, in a world where standardized test scores are not even considered at a lot of schools, um, and everyone and their mom has a 4.0 GPA. You need to find other ways to stand out. And I think starting a nonprofit is a great first one to add to this list um, because it really, one, it shows like the ability to take initiative outside of school, which is something that these colleges are like definitely looking at. Um, and two, it shows, like we said, involvement in your community, which is huge because colleges want to find people that are going to be a part of the community when they get on campus. So moving on from the nonprofits, let's jump into some other ideas on how to stand out and get into colleges. One of them I think is like, go ahead and start. It doesn't need to be a nonprofit. You can start a for-profit business. And I think we see this more and more now with um, people using like social media to advertise their businesses. So I don't know if it's just my for you page, but do you guys get like, the teen businesses like ad slash marketing on on your tiktok for you page like not paid ads like just like them i, I don't know if you're like Iman, I, i'm sure i'm sure you're like a good kid who doesn't have 
like hours and hours spent on TikTok. Maceo and I are both like recovering <laughs> addicts. But um, I know. like <laughs> Maceo, do you get these? You know what I mean, right? Like <laughs> No. Wait, no what? way you Elaborate. don't know what I mean. No, wait, no, oh. wait sorry. No, like, okay. like, build, Rewind. What do you mean? Uh. Like like build on it more. Like, like you said a teenage like a like teen. Hi. My name is insert like generic teen name and this is my brand. And then they like they show off like all their like they're, it's usually a clothing brand, like ninety percent of the time. Oh, it's, it's yeah, like I know the, what you're the, talking The kid about. who started um a clothing brand, um yeah, and they are like one of them is like the the kid with the surfing brands. Like um, I'm I'm gonna find it. I um <laughs> it's like surf something, but this this huh. kid started like a a surfing apparel brand. His stuff is like permeating my for you page, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> um. And I've and I think that TikTok is like basically like your free ad spend these days is like social media, and I think that makes it a lot more accessible. And I think now like it's also more accessible to teens because you can just do, start a business online and like run it completely remote. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Now that I think about it, I know what you're talking about, but also like advertising on TikTok is so huge. It's not that expensive to run an ad on TikTok. So I was looking at it. It's like to yeah. run to like. And, like, you can run to such a specific group, too. TikTok knows, like, everything about what makes you happy. And so they just, they'll pump exactly to you right away. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely getting more saturated. This was easier to do, like, six months yeah. ago, a year ago. I don't know. But um, I think it's definitely still possible to, like, I mean, also, like, the people, the drop shippers on TikTok, every, you know, all, like, that. remember when the pocket staff thing was, like, huge on TikTok? Yeah, so cool. And the balls that you throw on the ceiling and they fall back down too. Oh yeah, remember those? And the the drones that you can like throw out. It's like a. Oh yeah, and they come back to you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah. essentially like any. I said yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um, those are all just drop shippers using TikTok to advertise for free. It used to be that you have to run like two thousand dollars worth of Facebook ads to like get any traction, but now it's more accessible, and I think. To colleges, <coughs> dude. I literally, Iman. Before this, I swear, Mister <laughs> watch, Mister watch me take two of these pills, dude. Because I'm coughing like crazy. I've had this for the past like two weeks or something. I don't even know what's up. Jeez. And I, it's it not allergies. Good, dude, I tested like three times, so I don't. Bro. I guess I think I'm just dying. I think dying. Hey, you, you can think use so? that in your college essay. Like my my trauma. My exactly. trauma. Yeah. The, the How I nearly died at 17. I that I was dying. My chronic cough. No. Um, <laughs> Iman, after you get back from your Stanford medical program, can you like fix me, please, or something? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to be a Thank doctor you. then, you know. Appreciate yeah. it. We'll slice you open. Dr. Iman Mashari is going to fix you. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, start a business. That's a great way to stand out. Um, Podcast. As long as it's as long as it's not a finance podcast, we're chill with it. Um, <laughs> if you try to compete against us, though, you will crush you into the ground. We'll get your head, and it's like, no, I'm kidding. Um, we'll so, colonize you. Start a business of some sort. I think that's huge because it shows leadership. It shows initiative. And if it's a nonprofit like Iman's things are, it shows that you're very involved with your community. Um, Absolutely. Moving on, actually, I'm gonna. I have another big one. I'm going to save it 
for a future episode that is more based um i don't want to leak it it's based off of books that's all i'm gonna say that's all that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say uh anything else you guys have to wait um i think i know where you go with that but yeah um those are that's starting business one of the best um things to do another way to stand out is um sat still if you are going to a private school like they'll take your scores so it's worth your time to get a good sat score and i'm about to pop out the ultimate study hack all right so i think the i took like the PSAT nine, we said, wait, did we? No, the PSAT ten was the first one 10. we took. Ten. I didn't take it, 10. but yeah, yeah, the first one was ten. Yeah. Um, I did like all right for my first time, without studying. You I think like a fourteen eighty. Huh? You only got like a fourteen eighty, right? No, the first one I got, I was out. <laughs> it was out of wait. I don't even. I think the PSAT is out of like fifteen twenty or something. 60. I think it's fifteen sixty. 1560? Yeah. I want to get this oh, right. Maybe that was P- that, maybe is- that was PSAT 9. What is PSAT 10 out of? 1520 for PSAT 10. Oh, okay. I think. What is PSAT 11 out of? I think... Yeah, 50, okay. So 9 and... Not, 10 and 11 are both out of 1520. 9 might be higher. Um, okay. But I think on 10... I got like 13, 10, and then 11. I jumped a lot because I, I did one study hack that helped that got me up to a 14, 20 on, um, on 11, which is like a 14, 20 is like a pretty good SAT score, but on a PSAT that's out of less, it's like slightly adjusted. And I just took another one like a week ago or no, five days ago on the 25th because it got like postponed. So I want to know what I got in that. That's like a real SAT. But my number one study hack for, for SAT is to go and watch this one video. I'm actually going to get you the, the name of the person exactly, the video you need to watch to improve your score by 100 points by watching, like, literally, it'll take you an hour and a half. Um, the guy's name is Steve Crow. Steve Crow has like four videos posted where all he does is walk through an SAT math section and he will show you how to do every type of problem. And this guy has the most like ASMR voice ever. Like Maceo and I, we sound like bad, like, or no, Maceo actually has a good, a good mic voice. My voice sounds like peaky and like squeaky. This dude has the deepest voice you've ever heard. And it's like soothing. You can speed him up to two times, and Bro's voice still sounds like he's like Morgan Freeman or something. Like I don't know, bro. It's crazy. Um, so no, his voice his... is so smooth, huh? Yeah, Steve Crow's <laughs> voice homie, is so bro. good. <laughs> um, so you watch this video. Just trust me. Go through every single one. You can do it at two times speed because sometimes his voice is like so deep and smooth that it's actually kind of slow. <laughs> so you can speed it up if you need to. Um. Watch this. He will teach you. He will, it's a, basically a math two review in like two hours. And you will improve your math score by like at least 100 points. I can almost guarantee that. Because so much of the SAT is just like basic. Like, 
oh, I remember it now. And that now you can do that type of problem, you know? Like, it's not, it doesn't actually require much thinking. It's just, like, knowing this certain concept. And to get that, you can do it in two hours by watching Steve Crow's walkthroughs. That is my number one secret SAT study tip. Just one guy, one video, and you're done. That's my hack. Masayo Iman, if you both should go watch Steve Crow. I'm telling you right now. If you I might like, fall asleep, man. Are you calling huh? me dumb? Is that what you're is that what you're implying? What? Are you calling me dumb? Is that what was your I know I, <laughs> oh, I okay. Like, for me, okay for me personally, my okay. reading section score was better than my math until Steve Crow came in and changed my life. So okay. I sound like I sound like someone um who's like trying to advertise their um you know those like comment sections where it's like this crypto trader lady saved my life. Have you seen those? Who's saying you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds like, but no, Steve Crow, bro's the homie, and he has and okay. he does have a very good uh, mic voice. So his southern accent's so funny. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like it, a weird I didn't notice it the first time. I just like, noticed it now when I clicked on it again. Yeah, it's like his voice is too deep to hear the southern accent. Yeah, it, it almost is. <laughs> All right. Um. Iman, do you have any other like general ideas on like s- ways to get into school? I mean, I feel like the bare minimum if you want to get into like a top twenty or something is like straight A's and like yeah, relatively challenging coursework. Um, yeah, I would say um, if you if you don't have straight A's and you're not already taking a couple APs, then stop listening to this right now because. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not. You're not getting in. I'm sorry. You're just your your viewership just went down. But um, uh, you're not getting into what a this T20. Respect the viewers. Okay. Getting- I think I think one a couple one or two Bs might be clutchable if yes. they're early on in your high school career and you showed improvement. No, that's that's 100 correct. Right. Like yeah. Like if if you have a B in the middle of your like at the end of the second semester of your sophomore year, you're, you're like basically effed. Um, if you, if you, if you have more than one B, let's say, or something like that, because you, you just can't show that you once had A's and then you fell off to B's, you know, that's what they don't, don't want to see. But if you show like improvement, I think that's fine. Like most of the time, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's all about taking initiative. Um, if, if you started with a couple B's and you're now a good A student, yeah, you have a great shot. But you also have to take in, into consideration that there's hundreds of thousands of students applying to colleges every single year. Yeah. And you have to stand out some, some way. And you guys talk about starting a business all the time, which is great because not everyone starts a business. Yeah. And you've got to stand out some way. Nonprofit. You've got to stand out some way. You have to have that wow factor. Because how are you going to compete with a person who has a 1500 SAT score and straight A's? You have a 1500 SAT score and straight A's, but they were homeless when they were younger. Exactly. How are you going to compete with that? You like, need a like, wow factor. I literally see on TikTok people complaining about not getting into schools. And they're like, I have a 4.0 GPA and I took five AP classes and I got a 1400 SAT. It's like, you are, you look like, everyone else dude like you need to have some sort of standout this is what makes me exceptionally cool or like exceptionally unique you know because exactly colleges don't need another 4.0 student 
because they have an infinite pool of them. Colleges don't even yeah. need an like I'm about to bash on myself. They don't need another like class president, ASB president. They don't. There's fifteen thousand valedictorians a year. Like the like they it seriously means nothing. Like those basic things. That is the that is the base that you then need to build onto, and you need to do that in some way that stands out in a way that doesn't like fake. You know, if it looks like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, then they're gonna see right through it. If you're starting a bike nonprofit and you bike every single day like a mon, they're going to know it's legit, you know? Like there's a, a, there's also that difference like between people who just like start nonprofits for the sake of doing it and people that like like start it with something like like do what Iman did. If you love biking, go start a biking nonprofit. Please don't start like I don't know. What's something random? That's like <laughs> Oh. aviation and avi- sure, aviation. an aviation nonprofit or something <laughs> completely unrelated you know so find something that you're interested i'm sh- i guarantee you there is are plenty of like opportunities and ideas that you can do for any interest you have and if you are really interested in it i'm sure you know them too if you dig a little bit so yeah that's my spiel go, go yeah. do something cool man exactly and for those who are like stuck if you're like you're into gaming start a nonprofit for gaming you know for kids who can't afford to game Games, get them access to it um Iman, i'm trying to come up with a good name here you're good at this victory veggies bikes for all um gamings are us I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> games are us guys um so yeah find a way to make it happen just like seriously have that dog in you that like like motivates you to go and uh and, and start something cool because getting into a top 20 is difficult and this yeah. is actually like slightly a perfect segue i don't iman do you have anything else you want to say on on this like how to get into college specifically i want to see the segue okay That's it. <laughs> getting into top 20 schools is very difficult but i i'm about to i'm about to make a big claim all right I think that going to a top, like, like you should not go pay for a private school tuition unless it is a top 20 university. That is my, that is my lukewarm take. I don't know if it's a hot take. It, it might, it might just be like a, like a, we threw it in the microwave for 15 seconds take, but I truly believe that it is not worth going and paying private school tuition unless you are going to a top 20 university. And then the other schools that are worth it are community college and your state schools, your good state schools. I think that's it. All the other, like like uh, a private school that has like a 40% acceptance rate and costs like 60K a year, that's not worth it at all. I think that like, I, 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 and also I think another hot take, major doesn't matter if you go to a top 20. I said, I just said it again. Let me, I'll elaborate. All right. One, the top 20 thing. If you spend like $120,000 in debt, what's the average? Is it 100K? Is it less than that? Average college debt for people? I think it's 100K. It's like 100K. It's growing. Spending 100K, going $100,000 into debt for a private university that is in the top 20, 100% worth it. Not a top 20 school, not worth it. 
Here's why. If you go to a top 20 school, you there will be companies there ready to recruit you. You can literally go sell out to a corporate for like five years, pay off your college debt, and then go do whatever you want with this degree from a top 20 university. They simply do not have those big companies going and recruiting from smaller schools. State schools, why they're worth it? Because they don't cost $60,000 a year in tuition. They cost like 14K in tuition. And if it's if you're in state, then you're going to, you get those benefits. Going to a out of state, in state school, like if you're going, if you're going to a state school, but you're not from that state, 100% not worth it because all of a sudden you're paying 60K for like an education that depending on the state school is could be good, but just go to the state school in your state for crying out loud. If you go, if you live in California and you go drop 50K on on UW, is that what it's called? I think so. Is What's it? the really pretty one in Washington that has the, the the purple one? It's UW, right? Yeah, yeah. If you go drop 50K on UW, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. If you go to um is is Hawaii? Does um Hawaii has does, a state school, yeah. The state, yeah. Yeah, what's what's the school big school in Hawaii called? Isn't just I don't know. At Manoa. Isn't the University of Hawaii. Oh, no. University yeah. of Hawaii uh, at Manoa. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like that's that's like University of Hawaii is like there. We have like University of California, but I think at Manoa is like the main one on um in on in Honolulu. Um if you go there and you don't have if you're if you're like paying a full like 30k, that's kind of crazy too. So rule any private schools that aren't top 20 any state schools that you're not from that state. Um, and then one more set that's worth it is community college because it's free. Going to community... <laughs> okay. <coughs> Let me get the cough out <laughs> before I go crazy. People who go to community colleges where they don't live, I think is ridiculous. Okay. I don't want I like I don't I don't like that I'm like bashing on people and their decisions. People in Santa Cruz who go to college at Santa Barbara Community College drive me crazy, dude. Because do you know this? Is this a thing in Aptos? I haven't heard it. At SoCal, there's like a pipeline of kids that graduate from SoCal and then don't get into UCSB and then go to the community college in Santa Barbara. Seriously. I think it might just be a thing at our school, but there's literally a pipeline of these kids that goes and pays Isla Vista rent, which is like my sister goes to school at UCSB. I know how expensive it is. It's $10,000 to get like a house. My sister's paying $1,000 in rent and she's living in a house with 10 other people. The rent there is crazy. And people like like literally the community college is only worth it if you live with your parents. Like like people who who go and, and go to community college somewhere else, it drives me crazy, dude. I just don't get it. Like the whole point of CC is that you're like saving money, and you're not saving money if you move out. 
Is that on point, I, or am I like going no, crazy? No, no. That's I, not crazy. I, it's not crazy. No, yeah. It's like way more common than you think, though, with like high schoolers. Like, obviously, like a grown adult who's going to community college has like enough brain cells to like not do that, and they're gonna like live where their family is based and where they have like their kids or something like that. But for the in the because they have to. I mean, there's no choice. But for high school students who go and like choose to like move somewhere else and go to the cc there it's crazy um yeah those i think college is only worth it if you go to one of those three categories state schools top 20s community colleges where you live the community college where you live it's not community colleges there should be one yeah it's 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 called community for a reason exactly it is called community college because it's supposed to be the college for that community um yeah yeah i think um yeah, dropping a bomb on like Chapman, dropping like fifty two k to like go to Chapman or something is like bizarre. Um, yeah, I don't know. Other schools like yeah. that, private schools like cost an arm and a leg. Um, yeah, that's yeah. my hot take. That, that's the rant I've been meaning to get out. Every time I agree I see, with, I agree with pretty much what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Like I don't know if I if I was being too mean there or like bashing too much or if I'm missing something, but am I? Am I missing no. something? No, not really. No, no, because when you get to that T twenty level, you're you're paying for the brand name. Yeah, literally. Like you will just like people, like if you go to a top twenty school. Sure, not everyone there's a genius, and sure you can go there. There are plenty of people who don't go to top twenties that are successful. But if you're applying to a job, if you're employ, if if the person, the like your your the hiring manager sees harvard they're gonna give you a shot which is like so important especially in today's job market where there's like plenty of competition um because people can just like send in um their cvs like that so yeah yeah and then i think like as you get to those t50s t100s everything just becomes a blur it's (coughs) it's you just you're just picking college based on location ish and like major like what you were saying at that point major doesn't matter i think i think major doesn't matter at all for t20s like yeah like people bash on the english major um and like you should only go to school if you're going for stem i do not think that is true at all anymore it used to be like maybe five years ago yeah you should probably go with the stem major now if you want to get hired at a big corporate company they literally do not care they want english majors over like cs majors because they want someone who's going to have like a unique perspective they don't just want like a ton of computer science nerds, you know, they want to have diverse companies. So I really, you can, I think you can major in literally whatever you want. Yeah. And at that, it's, it's, it's somewhat unethical to say this, but go to college with the idea of getting an English major and then just switch your major up. You can do that get too. What you yeah, want. exactly. And I mean, like that use, like, I mean, I think that the, as people realize that you can kind of like get whatever major you want and still get like hired at most places, I think impacted majors will kind of chill out, hopefully. Um, Cause like certain majors, like if you want to go major in computer science, like good luck. Um, if you want to major in like, I don't know. What are the, what are the other impacted majors? Is bio impacted? Are you, are you, yeah, you going to apply pre-med? Sure. Yeah. So, so bio and bioengineering has got to be impacted or stuff like that. I don't know. Bioengineering. Um, Bioinformatics, which is like uh, <coughs> uh, like computer-based biology or something. That's huge mm. too. Yeah. So, 
I mean, those majors are going to be impacted for some span of the foreseeable future, but go major in whatever interests you because if you go to top 20, it does not matter. If you're not going to top 20, it does matter. So then go pick a major that'll actually get you an ROI. Um, but yeah, top 20. If you're if you're from Harvard, you're from Harvard. It doesn't matter. Um, we okay. So we hit everything. We hit why debt is worth it. Did I did I justify that? You can just pay off your debt very quickly. Like yeah, you literally justified. can go sell out, justified. and then like, I mean, I don't know. Even like if you go to med school and spend like I don't know how much is medical school debt like two hundred fifty k more four hundred thousand usually. How much? So- Average is four hundred thousand. Good luck, Iman, but I know you'll pay it off quick because hey, dude, literally like <laughs> you can go be a doctor and and because it's so in demand in the States and the healthcare industry is like like that, you can go get paid like I don't know. The big bucks. You can I go know. get paid like a million dollars for being a family doctor if you like move out to like some place that's in demand. So Oh yeah, willing- the the places that are in demand are the um, Midwest states. Yeah, which is exactly. Kind of, it's crazy to think about, but doctors in California get paid on average less than the national average. And doctors in like Wisconsin get paid the big bucks. Literally go like, I think I was watching like, uh, was it Dave Ramsey? I don't know. I don't even like Dave Ramsey, but I was like watching one of his videos on, um, on like someone called in and they're like they're like a doctor and they had a job offer they could like either move somewhere for like uh, three years or something and go 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 get paid like 1.2 million dollars a year or something crazy like that or you could like stay where they were and make like 300k and, like i don't know it's like bro you're stupid go take the 1.2 mil exactly go <laughs> like doctors in rural areas have Masao just like lagged out or something? Doctors in rural areas have huge salaries because there are not enough doctors there. Like, there's just a yeah. shortage. If you yeah. go to like a city, there are plenty of doctors, but where there are like very few hospitals, it actually like <laughs> it seriously like make makes sense to go do that. Iman, I think you should go do that. I think it's your yeah, shit, I'm I'm kind of laughing right now because I can hear you holding in your coughs. It's really bad, Everyone's- dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you mind, no, but <laughs> I need you to fix me. I'm dying. Talk. Yeah. Talk okay. Second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm. I'm. All right. You know what? This is my podcast. Cough drops. Now. Cough drops. Uh- <laughs> I'm about to like pop these. Like, they're no to- no tomorrow, dude. Talk. Speak. Um, okay yeah so uh on on your whole midwest thing um yeah i i agree and the benefit of going out to a place that no one really goes to is that you get the experience and now that you have a crazy salary established you can go back to places like california new york florida and be like hey this is what they were paying me this is what i'm worth and this is what i want that is so true I didn't even think about that. You can use it to negotiate your salary. 100%. Yeah. Wait, that's such a hack. So you just go before you have a family and before you like for like three years, sacrifice three years in your 20 or I guess 
How old are you when you get out of med school? Out of med school, ooh, like late 28? 28, yeah, because you're 18 plus 10. And then you have, yeah, well, then you have four years Three, of residency, okay. so like 32. 32, okay. Let's say when you're 32 to 35, how long do you think you need to live in the Midwest? Three years? Two yeah. years? One yeah. year? Uh, maybe a little longer than one year. Okay. We'll say from when you are 32 to 34, go live out in the Midwest in some like rural community. Go be like the one doctor they have there in like something very special. Like, I, I mean, you have to like, and when you, it, do you pick your specialty when you're in residency or is it when you're? When uh, no, you're... that's before you get matched into a okay. um, specialty. Yeah. Um. So go specialize in something that is like in demand yet there are they're like it's something that's unique but not too unique to the point where like they don't need you don't need them anymore um and then go live in like some rural area where you can get paid millions of dollars get that bag move back to the city say this is how much i got paid at my previous places and because like i mean it's private it's private industry is it not like are our doctor salaries like regulated crazy or do you know? No, I, no, I don't think it is. So you can like no. negotiate your salary and go get paid like a bag. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, you don't have to be like, Oh, I got paid this much. You're probably going to get offered a crazy amount again by that same yeah. know, clinic hospital in the Midwest. And you can be like, this is how much they're willing to pay me. How much are you willing to pay me? Yeah. Can you match that? I didn't even think about like, I didn't, I did not even think about the health industry like this because like, this is kind of, it's, this is like what people do in the tech industry and stuff. When you go and like go into um, software engineering or something, people are job hopping back and forth using their like offers to say, this is what I'm worth, stuff like that. Um, but you can do that in like literally any private industry, which includes in the United States healthcare. Obviously this is not the reality in other countries. But I mean, if you want to like private healthcare is like one thing completely, but if you are going to be the one who's getting the, the long end of this is the long end of the stick is saying, or I'm making that up because short end the of the good stick part is, or the bad part. No, so the short, short end, end of the stick is the bad. bad part. So if you're yeah, going to yeah, be the yeah. person getting the long <laughs> yeah. end of the stick, i.e. a doctor, um, yeah. that's how you do it. That's how you really like take advantage of it if you want to i mean i don't even think you're i don't even think you're like exploiting um the people i think you're just like yoinking money out of these like big healthcare corporations no so yeah and fine. i mean no because you're 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 having a wow factor again you know it ties back to that wow factor for colleges yeah. there's there's gonna be albeit not a lot of doctors but still a ton who are going to all want to go to California, the T20, you know? And how are you going to be different? You know, you've achieved so much already. You've just got to have that wow factor again. Maybe maybe I'm going to have a career change. Maybe I'm going to be a doctor in the Midwest after this. Join me. Join me. Join the doc side. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think think you have to do that, Iman. I'm going to hold you to this. I'm going to call you and like, 10 15 years ish 15 years yeah okay yeah 15 years because that's when you'll be out of residency 
say yo iman you better have the job hooked up in ohio bro <laughs> or no. wisconsin in a court you better be like doing um you, you better be doctoring saving lives in a cornfield in wisconsin or else you're not doing it right um yeah so moving on um do, do, do we miss anything on, on school and and i mean we kind of we totally jumped into like career and that kind of stuff too but um yeah um i don't think so do you have anything to add i think we hit most of it go be a dog have that dog in you you have yeah, to have dog. that be motivated you know gotta have that you... mindset just right do it i think that's like like i mean you don't you you can you don't ha- you don't have to be a dog to succeed. You can totally do it without that like crazy yeah mindset. Yeah. But trust me, it helps. Um, just like, I mean, when you when you see like very successful people, almost all of them have like that that special charismatic ambition. You know. Yeah. Like, what are the most like I feel like chariz like very strong charisma and ambition are like the most common traits among people like going like 60s along with just like straight up competency you know what iman i'm gonna get your take on something okay we wrote do you do time rights at your school oh my god i just had one today yeah we had one today too you're an ap lang yeah 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 okay well well our prompt today we did an argument timed right all right you do do you guys do like the same thing like argument we had an argument yesterday and then a rhetorical the day before that and then a rhetorical today how many time rates do you do, homie? We've done five in the last week. What? We do like 15 in the year or 16. Seriously. We've done a minimum of like 20. Like so full far. on like 40 minute time rights or like, like. Yeah. Like, wait, how long did I say? Did I say 20 minutes? You said 40 minutes. 40, 40. That's all they are. Yeah. yeah. Like we do like other like quick writes that are like eight minutes, but you all of these are like full on forty minute time no, writes. We've never done an eight minute. Oh my write gosh! Or anything like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, our prompt. Maybe you've had this prompt, but our prompt was like, in, in like basic terms, is to what extent is like the ability of the skill of being able to like fake it till you make it, like the most important skill in succeeding, like. What, what are your thoughts on that? I, it was like, that's basically, if, if I remember correctly, it's basically what the prompt said. It was like, to what extent is being, being able to kind of like, just tell a story, deceive a little bit, that kind of stuff, like the, the most important trait to have. I feel like we've had that prompt, but I, if I wrote about it, I'd, I'd completely agree because yeah, same. Hey, I'm, uh, I have a couple of Bs. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't have the best SAT score. I hope I'm, it's going to get matter, better. It doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't you matter. You have a dog I'm... in you. No one's going <laughs> exactly. to ah. sneak it through, dude. I'm telling you right now, like, the ability to, like, hype yourself up can get you so far. Yeah. yeah. Like, straight up. Yeah. And it's just, like, just fake it, you know? I'm... I'm not going to the Stanford summer program because it's $25,000. So I can't afford yeah. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going to tell people that I got accepted 
into a Stanford program. Exactly, dude. This episode came full circle, dude. I love it. I love exactly. it. Exactly. You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people I got into that program, and they're gonna think, hopefully, highly of me. Exactly. I'm, I'm just gonna exactly, I'm gonna keep dude. rolling on that. I think um, you need to be able to sell yourself, and you're you don't even you don't need to lie, but you can embellish a little bit. That's totally yeah. fine. Everyone does it, especially embellish on your college applications. Oh please, boy! Dude. Like oh, please boy. embellish on your college application because if you don't, don't lie, don't lie because then you can get chapped. Embellish. Yeah. They're, they're two completely different things. You can't um, be honest. You honestly can't. Yeah, like if if you're gonna be like straight up and honest, you're gonna sound like lame compared because everyone is embellishing. Yeah, if you're not no. like. If you're like, oh, I got into this, but I didn't go, that's gonna sound a lot worse than, oh, I got into this highly yeah. selective. What what, thing. what what would you think of Iman if right when we started this podcast, we said Iman got accepted into um a Stanford summer program, but he's not going because it's too expensive. Versus here we have Iman Mashari who got accepted into Stanford's summer health program <sighs> and Johns Hopkins. Like, you notice that change, bro? And exactly. like perception. So um yeah, like straight up. It was a good prompt. It made me think a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think I, I'm about to bring out some science, all right? Oof, I'm ready. I think faking it until you make it and slash manifesting is real because in this book I read, have you read Atomic Habits by James Clear? I have not. You should read it. It's a good book. Okay. He dives into identity-based habits and basically what he's saying is that like the strongest habits are ones that are tied to your identity and Mm -hmm. what that means that people tend to work extremely hard to maintain their identities to maintain the things that are tied to them so like for me i'm known for being a good student i will spend an all-nighter cranking out my homework and stuff like that to try to maintain that identity that's really you have like that internal drive you know and i think if you fake it until you make it and you get an identity attached to you all of a sudden you'll start doing the hard work that people who aren't faking it to that point are doing until you kind of just like end up there and in a way this is why i think manifesting is also this is like oh it's manifesting people make it sound like it's magical it's not magical what you're doing is you're building an identity, which is like saying like, you know, like when you're manifesting, you say like, oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah. And then because you're building that identity, you're going to do the things to back it up. And that's what's going to make it happen. Right? Yeah. 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 Because if I go, if I go into a, into a project thinking I'm a Harvard student compared yeah. to if I was thinking, oh, I'm a community college student. I'm going to do what a Harvard student does. Exactly, dude. And I'm going to I'm going to do every single part of that project perfectly. You have that dog thinking, in you, dude. Yeah, if if I was like in a community college, I'm like, okay, you know what? I can I can just let this go. Yeah. I don't have to do this part. You got to hold yourself to like high standards and you got to yeah. um Yeah. I mean like I think that's like that, that's 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 another secret for being able to just like do anything at a high level. You got to hold yourself to a high standard. It, like it really starts with just like your expectations going into any project. Yeah. I think it's time. We did you bring a business idea 
Did you cook anything? I did. I did. My mom was okay. cooking today. Okay. I think I think we hit enough on the college stuff. We talked for an hour about it. I feel like it's a healthy dose of, of, of college content <laughs> yeah. for anyone who wants yeah. to listen to the whole thing. Let's move into Minnow Tech. I think Maceo, his power went out. Oh, no. So, um, yeah. I Is there a business his, idea there? I feel like there, there could be a business idea there. Power going out. Backup generator. <laughs> <laughs> solar <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. battery you know yeah um, yeah so um iman i'll let you go did okay. you, is just one or did you do multiple i have one i okay. have one but Let's i feel it. like it's really good okay okay um, i'm excited okay so i'm sure well, you let's pretend you're walking oh. to the tank bum 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 Hi, sharks. My name is Iman Noshari. Um, I would like to present my, uh, my business idea. So, have you, a student, seen other students trying to become a tutor? Yeah. Like, all the time, right? Yeah, every day, dude. Well, what if I told you you could make money off of doing nothing. Money off of nothing? Tell me how. One word. Broker. Oh my gosh. He's the tutor broker, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Um, this idea, essentially, um, you're in today's society, so many people want to be the person who establishes their own business, who has their own connections. Yeah. But the, the most difficult part of it is building those connections, is finding a job. If you're the person in the middle who can connect two people, a client and a worker together, you can take a percentage of that. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that's like what Indeed does. Um, I know Fiverr. Okay. I think um, and, I and Upwork. Indeed is like the... I think Indeed is job postings. I'm pretty sure. Don't they take right? a percentage? I'm not sure. I'm 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 like I'm ninety percent sure Indeed. At least their core business. Maybe they yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I think their core business is hiring, but Fiverr and Upwork are like the freelancer things. Is that what you're kind of talking getting at? Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I think it's Fiverr and Upwork. Yeah. Um. I think I know this because I think I own Fiverr stock at some point. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that's a whole nother thing the stock market oh boy um uh yeah so like i know someone who uh is very close to me what they decided to do was um pretty much connect uh workers to elderly care mm-hmm. um she had built connections to a lot of old folks at a retirement center and she pretty much um, knew there's a lot of demand for people to work. And she said, okay, I'll connect you up with this person, but I take 50% or not 50%, 50 cents per every hour that you work mm-hmm. over, over the course of one month of someone working full time. That's like $2,000. Yeah. That is a huge amount. And that's just one person. And you keep adding that up. And we know like with tutors, 
there's a lot of people who are willing to work as a tutor. And there's a lot of kids who need tutoring. If you can be that middle man and be like, hey, I'm going to connect you up with this person. All I'm asking for is 50 cents per hour or a dollar per hour of what you make. Yeah. And you keep doing that for more and more people. You're going to have your money working for you. So it's a a tutor marketplace app, question mark app, maybe. It could be an app. It could be an app. Okay. I like this because, you know, um, WAG, have you heard of WAG? I think so. It's what you're saying for dog walkers. So if you can, it, it proves. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it totally proves that Fiverr doesn't just like kill all of these markets. It proves that you can make a business that is focused on just one of these things. And in this case, tutors, um, and it can succeed because why is just dog? It's literally just like pet sitters and dog walkers and stuff. And like, I think a ton of people do it because a ton of people need their dog walked and you know what else people need is like a tutor. So I think (laughs) you could totally do this. Like thing is it could also, it could be in person. It could be online. Like if you literally like, like with like zoom calls and stuff. So, um, yeah, I like it, Iman. That's a good idea. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to hear yours, though. Okay. I'd like to hear yours. I've, I've been cooking. All right. All right. I've, I've, been, I've been cooking it pop, up. All right. Pop this another is... pill. Get ready. I, I know, right? <laughs> so, I don't, so I'm not like <laughs> doing my entire thing. Um, all right. It's, it's, a, it's a business idea, but it's also like not a business idea. You'll see. It's it's somewhere in between. I, I don't even I don't even know what it is. All right, so, um, semi recently, maybe in like the past couple weeks, month or something. I I don't even know. I watched um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. You know the Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I watched this movie. Great movie. You know, I I watched it for the. I didn't watch it for like the the business or anything i just watched it for the for the for my my film nerd side um and yeah great movie highly recommend there's this one bit in it where um homie who who runs the the hotel the grand budapest hotel he needs some help so he rings up the golden keys all right so the golden keys is i think i'm i'm 90 i'm I'm, let me make sure i'm not messing this up because i'd be really bad if i was um yeah the golden keys concierge so um i think maybe is it let me see maybe that's maybe that's what it what it's actually called and it's called something different in grand budapest hotel nope oh wait it's not the golden keys is what it's called in real life in the movie okay. they they call they they basically like steal like the real life thing and they um they call it the society of the crossed keys all right mm-hmm. so basically it is like the secret society of hotel concierges all right and it exists in real life it, it it's called the 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 golden keys in real life and she's like a secret society of these high level hotel concierge like services and stuff um and they operate in like a, you know, we help each other out. It's it's basically just like a little secret society. Recently, um, I had the idea 
partially inspired by this um this guy named Sam Parr, who I listened to his podcast, and his one of his new businesses is very closely related to what I'm about to pitch. But he started this thing called um, Hampton, and it's basically the Society of the Cross Keys, but for business executives. All right, so he's it's it's essentially like a secret society, um, for CEOs only. It's like it's like you have to be a CEO, and so you like, have to be making like three hundred three three million dollars in revenue a year or something like that. So or it's have like Jeffrey like, Epstein. But not Jeffrey Epstein because it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh. So it's like basically like a group of CEOs who are all like not super rich, not Jeffrey Epstein rich where like their problems are like going to his private island, but like they're like hustling, you know, they're still trying to like make their business grow and they help each other out. Um, my, I'll get to my idea now, finally, after giving all that preface, I think that there is a generation of the future leaders of the world. And I think we need to start this type of secret society for teenagers. All right. For teen business leaders, for the next generation of doctors who are going to go work in the mid in Ohio in a cornfield. Um, I think we need to have this type of thing for the next generation, essentially. I, it's not really a business idea. I think like how other people do, so they charge like a membership fee. I don't even know if you need that. I think you just have to make it extremely exclusive. Like the rules to get in, or you have to have like a, be running a business that is like successful to some extent. You got to be like going to a top 20 school or something like that. And you basically start this like network and slowly you, you, you have to slowly, you, you can't make it too big. You have to keep it, um, exclusive and at some point if you want to turn this into a business you charge a membership fee and all of a sudden you're making a ton of money that's my pitch yeah. what do you think Iman? no i agree i think um i think i i like your idea but have you heard of like the national scholars society or something national got, honor like, society no not 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 honors it's like scholars um it's this i'm sure you've got the emails they're like oh you've been selected to join our society so, no, okay. pay. that's like not the same thing like yeah like yes yeah. no i know like, but i i get the idea and it's not exactly similar to that but getting people to come in you know creating that network and then eventually if you wanted to yeah start making a little money out of it. yeah i'm thinking of keeping it like way smaller than any of those like 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 i mean like i mean if you're getting an basically like we wouldn't like send out an email to anyone oh like, yeah, yeah, be yeah, like, yeah 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 like <laughs> i'm thinking like you're you're adding like a i don't know a couple members every like um every however like every season or something every like admit season whatever you can yeah, yeah. keep the acceptance rate at like one percent basically <laughs> and you really it's like we're looking for like the people who have that wow factor, you know, in some yeah. very extraordinary way. And you start like a group of people just so the next generation of like business leaders, of doctors, of all that stuff can be in the same place talking to each other, giving each other advice so that we can springboard even higher. That's my pitch for it, bro. Is that a good pitch? I don't know. I like it. I like it. I like it. 
Maybe if, we if start this start one. The, yeah. Maybe Oof. we start this in the next year Oof. before we. Yeah. I don't know. Gotta get our ethos up a little bit, but then uh, a little bit happen. A little bit. Just a little bit. Get some more credibility. Hey, we have a there. we have a Stanford. Uh, no, we can. Hey, fake it till we make it, man. Exactly. Exactly. I've, I forget we're recording sometimes, bro. It's like it's like someone, it's like we start this and then someone goes and listens to this podcast on our first time talking about it. like what the heck, bro? Uh, I know um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's my pitch. I think it'd be cool. A little like a little, like cool kids hangout club. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a little bumper sticker that says you know that, that I, it's just it's just a black bumper sticker. It says nothing because it's a secret society. Okay, but like, what's the name? You still have to have a name for a secret society. Ooh. The really Wow Factors. No, no. <laughs> it has to be like. It has to. It has to like sound like. Prestigious. Like, it has to sound like really mysterious, or really mm-hmm. rich, like. Parmesan. I don't know. Parmesan. Parmesan. Yeah, maybe, there maybe you go. go. With something like French. I don't know. Yeah, French. Just like some random French word. Um, Saffron? I don't know. Hmm. hmm yeah. Oof. No, literally, you can just take like anything in in English, like find the French version of it, and then that can be your thing. But um, yeah, that's my that's my idea. I know, oh, like, yeah. my friend, the boy Colby, he does this thing called like TKS, which is like kind of like that. It's like very similar, mm-hmm. but it's like run by adults. I think I think teens didn't run the entire thing. I kept it out. I'm dying still, dude. Do you hear my cough? Like trying to like. Escape? No, I hear you going like. <laughs> you know, I'm like the same way. I don't want to annoy people when I cough, so I just like try to hold it in. Iman, I need you to go like make a medical breakthrough. And figure out what my cough is. It's been three weeks. <laughs> Two weeks, I think. Something like that. You, you gotta get away. that checked out. Yeah, I know. Okay, open up. Open up. Let me. Uh... You should my cough drop. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my best idea. I wish Maseo was here, but his power literally went out. So maybe he needs to get a um, power generator this idea going or something. I don't know. I don't know. Bro's it's heading to Hawaii. He's he's got he's got no problems. Oh, oh okay. I wish okay, I was him right now. Um, Oof. all right. That's the first episode. I think Iman. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Are we good? No. I, I loved it. Thank you for having me on. This was incredible. What an and... what an app, bro. We need to get you back, dude. All <laughs> I, all we just see like do guests more. Like like half more than half the time. It's just like me and Maseo. But having guests on is so much fun. It changes the pace a little bit. Yeah. Actually um, Iman, before you yes. go, I need to get your take on something, all right? Okay. You know the pod right. is called Teen Finance Pod? Yeah. Maseo and I have been talking and we talked about this on the podcast a little bit. We're thinking about changing the name to okay. Back of the Envelope, Boat for short, because our whole thing is that we give like half-baked business ideas. What okay. do you call those? Like Back of the Envelope business ideas, or like Back of the Envelope calculations. Okay. I think it fits the theme of the the pod better, and then there isn't an expiration date on it for when we're not teenagers anymore, you know? You know what? I like it. I think yeah? it's a unique name. And you like know team, when like team yeah. finance is kind of buns. Like to be honest, like we thought it like it was always like we you know what you know how it started? It's because we had like Instagram theme pages and this was the name of our oh business finance um page. 
and we kept it. But like, it's really good for search engine optimization. But besides that, it's buns. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? No, no, I I think it's unique. You know, when people like think of it, they'll be like, huh? You know, back in the envelope. Yeah. You know, you know what you're coming for when you click on the podcast. Exactly. You're like, I'm gonna get some nice content and some cool ideas but they're not expecting too much because it's back of the envelope you know exactly exactly you're predictable it could happen very think... soon dude the name the name changes on the horizon I, i'm feeling it okay. we like we like keep talking about it but um <laughs> maybe in the next couple weeks maybe for like episode 40 or something we'll like switch the name it'll be a little bit exciting um yeah regardless of if we change the name or not we'll be back next week mark your calendars um this was iman moshari thank you for coming on Thank you guys. Thank you. It was so a pleasure. Much. I know. I like her saying thank you guys, but Maceo like lagged out and died a second ago. It's just but he was like, here in the beginning. He was here in the beginning. Hold yeah, him in, me- in memory, us, dude. <laughs> in, in, in memory of Maceo. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Iman. We do a little thing where we like go, you know, at the end. So you have to like cover your camera. Okay. So I just, you know.